What happened? Beef sticks started, man. No! Not another two hours of this shit show. Fuck. Actually, a dog just attacked me, man. One of them police dogs. Man. I mean, it was a police chihuahua, but... (laughs) I mean, it was my chihuahua. Mm. I mean, she just kind of licked me, but... It was still, it was kind of freaky. <laughs> kind of scary. Yeah, kind of odd how the police dog attacks the Japanese WWE superstar. Man, cops be racist. Cops be raising their dogs racist. Ugh. Just can't escape it. It's horrible. It's just, it's just awful. This is Trump's America. <laughs> the dog days are here. Shit. Yeah, welcome to another episode of B-Sticks Podcast. The only show you listen to every week because you have nothing better to do. Right, the rest of them you listen to because you enjoy them. This one's the only one that you listen to because you got nothing better to do. Yeah. I ran out of podcasts. <laughs> I literally listened to every other podcast that came out this week. Better listen to some bee sticks. You are... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you see a real one was on Stone Cold's podcast? I did see it. I have not got a chance to listen to it. I'm hoping to get around to that tomorrow. I've listened to one half of it. It's It's okay so far. I mean, he comes off like the same arrogant prick he always was, and he kind of... Well, newsflash, Fat Mac, that was not a character. (laughs) He kind of makes a case for the, oh, woe is me, WWE did me wrong. But then at the same time, he admits that he knew about it, you know, back in October or December. So he already kind of admits... So it's kind of like, nah, I don't know. I hey, All I got to say is right now, both he and Cass are in the best spot that the two of them have been for a long time because those two are going to be, you know, Enzo, it's like, yeah, Enzo will be booked for a few months until everybody quits giving a shit. But now the that thing Big is, Cass is, Enzo is out, doesn't even need to be booked in a wrestling pretense. Like, he could be booked just to host an event. He's a personality. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I almost yeah, have expect yeah. him to have his own podcast up down the line somewhere after talking shit about all wrestling podcasters and wrestling <laughs> fans in general. Right. But now that him and Cass are both, you know, well, not yet. Cass has to wait out his 90-day no-compete clause. But as soon right, as that yeah. happens, they're going to be able to be booked at a ton of places together. No doubt. One thing I did, one thing I did kind of that went through my head listening to Enzo on Steve Austin's podcast is this is going to be, he's going to be one of them, um, one of them wrestlers that, that you see nowadays that are still wrestling for like, you know, 50 bucks at your local events because he, he just, he does not save money and he doesn't seem to give a shit about saving money. And he's not making money right now, so it's like this 
this guy needs to learn to either conserve his shit, or maybe he's just, you know, he could just be bragging, and that might not be the way he lives, but it sounds like, and it looks like it's the way he lives. This this guy, if he does, he's going to be doing something for the rest of his life, because he's, he's going to have no savings. He's going to be Ric Flair, but without the talent. Right. <laughs> I believe he lives his life lavishly. I mean, look at him, and listen to him, and just... No Enzo Amore. Like I said, he's not yeah. a character. No, I, I thoroughly believe that. I just think that's not smart investment-wise for your future, but... Yeah. He'll get a shoe deal. He'll get a shoe deal. Ah... <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I suppose yeah. I must quite apologize a, quite a, myself this week, folks. I have fallen ill and have not been. You should well apologize for yourself every week. I should, but I don't. Yeah, it's been just a rough week as far as you know. I didn't. I didn't watch a whole lot of wrestling. Obviously, we're still on the summer of others, so we're not watching the WWE main product. Which, by the way, we heard was actually good this week. So right. you know, way to shit on it's us. It's just WWE. getting better and better. Vince is like, they're not watching. But you anymore. know what? Turn it to eleven. Pasty, if 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 our sacrifice can help the millions of WWE viewers out there enjoy the product, I say we we can take one for the team, man. We oh can, yeah, yeah. We can we're, we can put good. it aside. We're doing good things for the wrestling community. In fact, you could almost call us the podcasts of Christ. Crucified. In fact, I do often call us the podcast of Christ. <laughs> that's that's how I usually people are like, oh, so what do you do? It's like, oh, I podcast. What do you do? Oh, a whole bunch of shows. I mean, but Beef Sticks, that's our podcast of Christ. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's a religious one? And I'm like, fuck no! <laughs> But we're better than the Beatles, and the Beatles were better than Jesus. So, think about it. Just consider it for a moment. Consider, if you will, the Beef Sticks Podcast was your Lord and Savior. Brought to this earth to rock out! Alright! Yeah! Speaking of rocking out, you can rock out with Pacey White, Fat Mac, Strategy, and more in just over a month in Houston, Minnesota at the Galactic Get Down, brought to you by Dead Larry and Seahorse Productions and Vicarious Visions. Vicariously through Vicarious Visions. Yes. God, I can't believe it's only 36 days away from the countdown that was posted on Facebook this morning. 36 days! And the cold mm-hmm. ran out. That's for all you fish fans out there. Yeah, no? all three of you motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, I liked them for a week. You know, honestly, the only thing I know about fish is that they played on 
quite possibly my very favorite Simpsons episode. It's easily in my top three. It's hard to talk about favorites because there's been millions of them. Right. But they played on at least my top three, if not top one, Weekend at Bernsey's, where Homer gets medicinal marijuana. Yep. And then they're like, hold on, fish smells with marijuana. If we don't see a prescription for that, we're shutting this whole thing down. <laughs> and then Hans Molman comes up in a fucking tie-dyed t-shirt and hands him his doctor's note. And they're like, oh my god, this kid, this guy's really messed up. <laughs> and Hans is like, I had to hear that from fish. <laughs> I do remember that. Uh... Good times. Oh, man. Oh, I apologize, folks. We're not, man, we're not as hyped as we, we're not prepped. That's why we're yelling a lot. We're trying to make it seem like we're energetic. We know what we're doing. We have news lined up for you guys. We have a whole stack show set up and ready to go. No, we don't. (laughs) We got a sack show, though. I got a sack show. Just tune into my Twitch channel. That's Twitch forward slash Fat Max Sack. It's just all sack shows for you. Before I shave, after I shave, I put the wrinkle cream on it. Sometimes I dip them in milk. Sometimes me and Strata get together with him and we play hacky sack. They're sacky my hack, all right. It's fun times. That is twitch.com forward slash fat max sack. Fat Check it max out. Max sack, Jack. Oh. No, fat yeah, max sack, Jack busy. is something completely different. That's where he juggles his balls until he comes. It's quite a yeah. feat. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I use my feet even. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's just amazing. It's fun. It's fun for kids of all ages. Uh, yeah. Yep, just been a busy week. Haven't haven't had a lot of time to do a lot of stuff actually. The the local the local town that I live in, which I don't know why I said local town because I'm I'm in the middle of it, but I guess it's local, right? Yeah, yeah, it they, is. They had their big, what they call Summer Splash, so they had a big festival this whole weekend. They have a big parade, and then they have uh, inflatable stuff. They had, like, um, they got, you got to do um, human foosball, where you hook each other up to, like, steel poles and play soccer, and you oh, can't move so off fun. of them poles. And they had a um, wipeout obstacle course with, like, the big red balls and stuff like that. That was cool. They had laser tag and mini golf, and um, they had uh, a giant uh, a giant screen from Dactronics, the, oh, the nice. best LED screen board makers in the world. And uh, in the evening, they played. Uh, they had uh, Black Panther. They played Black Panther at ten o'clock at night on the big screen there, so you could watch it outdoors. But before that, they had a um, Xbox hooked up. So you could play Xbox on a screen that's as big as your local movie theater screen. It was pretty awesome. They have tournaments going on or something? No, just just come and play and have fun. They had tournaments. They had, it, it's the Midwest, so they had tournaments for fucking bean bags. <laughs> <laughs> so they did have bean bag tournaments. Little cornhole. And then 
And then there were like uh, these these gals who were trying to sell tickets to something. I don't know what it was. And the DJ was playing. Um, oh, what was he? Oh man, he was playing one of them songs. Man, to get you up and moving. And, and the, the two gals were up and dancing and then shaking it and all that. And I was like, ow, ow, shake it. And then she's like, give me $5. And I was like, oh, wow, this is this is a different place than I thought it was. There's kids. <laughs> all of a sudden, the look on her face, she just sat. She just stopped dancing and sat down. She's like, no, no, not like that. That's not what it meant. It was like for a rap <laughs> She uh she didn't realize what she was insinuating until it was too late, <laughs> and I went on to rape her. But I gave her the five dollars, so you know don't you can't get pissy about it. She got her five dollars. At that point, consent is sealed. Exactly. As soon as money changes hands, you you don't get to say no. <laughs> it's in it's in the constitution. So, yeah, so I stayed busy all weekend doing shit like that and swimming and all of that crap and grilling out. Ah, man. Then I started another new adventure in my life, so I've been busy doing that the first part of this week. and It's been good, but keeps me busy. So I've fallen off a little bit. Didn't get get a lot of stuff that I wanted to get done for a lot of cloud-style stuff, let alone beef sticks, but... Bear yeah, with I fell to some kind of a stomach bug Sunday evening, and I've just been completely wiped out all fucking week. And today is, I think, the most drained I've been out of any day, which oh. sucks for you guys. <laughs> On another note, I did purchase a couple new PS4 games this weekend, and they've actually held my attention pretty well. Actually, surprisingly enough, they're not PS4 games per se, but they're remasters of PS3 games. I got the new Tomb Raider and Sleeping Dogs. I didn't mind the new Tomb Raider. It's It's got a really good story. It's I got just, one I found strong lot... beef with it. What's, what's and that's your, your beef? The tombs, beef. every single tomb is completely optional. In a game called Tomb Raider. I guess that didn't bother me too much, but (laughs) yeah, I can see it. But it leaves it kind of open world. The thing I didn't like, it's like all the the gameplay that advances you. It's the same problem I have with most of Sonic games nowadays. Is all you literally do is you get to a point and then you just press certain buttons. Right, um, watch a movie and hit fucking action commands. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's good, commander. it feels and you, good, and, and then it's you nice it. hunting down all the relics so, and books. And Yeah, that part is very fun, and I love the story to it. The story's really good. Obviously, they made a movie out of this story. Yeah, I don't so know that I'll watch the movie. I've played the game, and it's got to be more in-depth than the movie. Yeah. But I, I did like it, I enjoyed it, I played it almost to the end. But yeah, that was my, just my biggest thing, was there was no... You can't die you can't lose you can't you can't you ever play sleeping dogs i let sleeping dogs lie you probably should no it's a damn good game i never really played it uh back when i lived out there my buddy aaron tried to get me to play it but it was always when we were four sheets to the wind and i'm like i can't learn a new fucking game right now are you kidding me right 
but it was cheap, and I'm like, yeah, I'll pick it up. Damn good play. It's a lot like Grand Theft Auto, but it takes place in Hong Kong, and it involves you being an undercover t- cop and attempting to take down the triads and balancing out both sides of that. It's pretty good. The story is driving. The world is massive. There's lots of collectibles. Lots of side shit. You can even do karaoke. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, sounds fun. Yeah, if you or the listeners have not played it and you see it for cheap, I highly recommend picking it up. You can sink a lot of hours into that game. And if you get the one for the modern consoles, you get, I think they said 25 DLCs. Which, of course, some of them are costume packs that kind of benefit you strength-wise or HP-wise. <laughs> but, I mean, right. 25 DLCs plus a full game. And it's probably one of the best games from the last console generation. So, I highly recommend it. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know you. You, you or do I, do I want to spoil folks with what you weren't able to do this week that you tried to though? I did try. I gave it the old college try. Go ahead. So we'll give you we'll give you the results of the New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion show from this year, which was a few weeks ago now. Um, Things happen. We don't always get to it. But I watched it um, just recently. I watched it actually early this this week. I think it was this weekend. Sometime this weekend. I believe I was texting you. Oh, Saturday. It was before NXT, I think. Yeah. Or it was before. It was Sunday. Sunday or Saturday, one of the two. And um, and it's good and and it and it's we need to talk about it. it's been out long enough. If we wait any longer, it's going to be really old news. Right. But it was definitely a really good shoe. Um, which surprised me in some ways, and uh, in other ways, not so satisfied much. me, and in other ways disappointed me. Yeah. But you know <laughs> that was kind of the way. NXT and uh, Money in the Bank went, so I guess I'll just have to put it across the board. I'll put it across the board that wrestling was slipping this uh, this last couple of week, weekends or weeks with their specials. Um, we can only hope that um, uh, Best in the World coming up here pretty soon, Ring of Honor's Best of the World, Best in the World. can only hope that breaks the cycle and we have an amazing pay-per-view there. Coming up here, Pasty and I will watch that one for the summer. Into the the New Japan stuff, and then we can just get bullshitting and talk some news and notes. And of course, the big news is what our show is named after, and our thumbnail is a picture of. We got we got the exclusive picture. Um, but New Japan Dominion. We had Suzuki Gun, which was El Desperado, and Yoshinobu Kanemura 
took on Ropungi 3K and defeated them. Now, one thing to take away from this match is that Ropungi 3K was on a losing streak, and then, um, oh, Rocky Romero, I, I based on his name for a second. Then Rocky Romero was off to the States doing some other stuff, and when Rocky was gone, Ropungi was just winning, 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 winning. Well, Rocky Romero was back for this pay-per-view. Who I, I guess I, we should tell everybody that's their manager. If you don't follow New Japan Pro Wrestling, Rocky Romero's their manager. He was part of the original Rapungi Vice with Trent Breda, <laughs> um, and they lost. They were going for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Titles. Show got blindsided by a whiskey bottle, while uh, the ref was distracted by Rocky Romero, and they lost. So it kind of seems like the story going forward here and going into it was that uh, there might be some hostility and maybe a breakup of Yo and Show breaking away from Rocky Romero. Pasty, any 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 thoughts on what I what I just discussed? I guess I didn't watch it, but I mean. You know Rapungi 3K, you know Rapungi Vice, I think you're oh, yeah, a, somewhat Yo of a Rocky a Romero bit. fan. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see them doing good things, and I'd like to see them winning, but, you know, everybody's got to lose once in a while, and Show and Yo are a very impressive duo. Um, I did get through and about still pretty five young. minutes of this match before my PlayStation crashed the app. And what I saw was entertaining. Damn it. I know. It was painful. I was like, yes, it's working. I can watch it. And then it was like, no, you can't. <sighs> <laughs> you need to just hook your, uh, hook, you just need to hook your laptop up to your computer and just do it through your laptop. I know. But in order to do that, your... I got to fucking go through hell. Wire... <laughs> Why? Because I gotta unplug my laptop, it shuts off, I gotta plug it back in, turn it back on, wait for everything to boot up, hook it up to the TV, it's just a huge fucking process, and then I gotta always bring it back in here and rehook it back up, because this is where the work gets done. I hear you. Find a cheap, find a cheap uh, laptop, hell, I could sell you one of mine cheap laptop just for watching. I did that with one of mine. I still have it. It's just sitting in my closet, a laptop. I had a laptop for a long time that I just used to watch TV. Nice. I just, <laughs> that's all I used it for. I, I hooked it up to my TV. It sat beside my TV, and that's all it ever did. I just had a wireless mouse and a wireless keyboard, and there you go. All right, all but, right, all right. Uh, yeah, I know. Moving I'm on gonna with... have to oh. run out of excuses soon and start catching up on this shit. <laughs> I've been itching, and since we can't watch Raw and SmackDown, and I kind of want to, it makes me want to watch wrestling all the more. And so I gotta start watching something. Right. Either that, or we need to find somebody else who's willing to go in on our pact of uh, streaming services and get New Japan World. Right. It's only 10 bucks a month, too, you know. There you go. So, New Japan World, folks, it's worth the money. Next match was probably my least favorite, and the match that I just, uh, just not a big fan of. We had uh, 
Dave Finley and Juice Robinson, who used to be C.J. Parker in NXT, defeating Mas, which was represented by Yoshihashi and Jay White. I'm just not a big fan of any four of these guys at all. Yeah. I don't have anything to say about it. That's it. So moving on, we had a match with some of the best wrestlers, some of the best brawlers that you'll ever find in uh, Minoru Suzuki, and he teamed up with uh, one of the best junior heavyweights out there, Zack Sabre Jr., and defeated another brawling bachi and the light heavyweight of Toru Yanu. Uh, this was a really good match. The brawlers brawled, and the the light heavyweights did their cruiserweight stuff, and it really, I, I was worried going into it how it was going to play off, but it really worked well. And I think they really pushed the story of Suzuki and Ishii, which was good. That was kind of the, the main story of the match. It ended when Yano tapped uh, out to Zack Sabre Jr. And then afterwards, Ishii laid out Suzuki, only for him to fight back and kick his ass. It was, uh, it was, it was a better match than it probably could have been. Don't get me wrong, all four guys are great wrestlers. I just wasn't sure about these teams. I really, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. That was on my list of, of if you were only going to watch a handful of matches... That one was one. One, 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 one. One, 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 one. Next, we had Michael Elgin, who I've never been a fan of, but oh my God, is he in the best shape of his life and looks amazing. Uh, Still not a huge fan of him, but I I give him props for just looking amazing. Pinned, who who may have become my new favorite uh, New Japan wrestler, Tai Chi uh, to win to uh, to win the the never open weight championship from him. Remember, never open weight um, is a is an open weight title. A, a no, cruiserweight or a light heavyweight open. can have it. Heavyweight. Um, the never they got rid of a long time ago. The never was supposed <laughs> to be just new up and coming wrestlers, and then they realized people don't care enough about them to give them championships. <laughs> so. <laughs> That only lasted, I think, like six months. But this Tai Chi motherfucker has got, like, the the charisma of, like, a Shinsuke Nakamura. I was just loving every dick thing he did. He was like Shinsuke Nakamura mixed with The Miz, mixed nice. with just his own shit, like his own personality. I was just loving every fucking thing, every little smile, every look he gave, every wink, nod, move, anything. God, I was just... I can't describe it. I, I, I recommend anybody go out and watch this match. Not so much for the match itself, but just for Tai Chi. Or just go on YouTube and look up some Tai Chi. God, just uh, listening the... to it. Just listening to it. I can't wait for the match between Tai Chi and Tai Bo. <laughs> right? <laughs> By Bo, what was the guy's name? Bo Blake or whatever? Or... <laughs> Billy Blake. Billy. It was Billy something, wasn't it? I know. Billy Blake's Tai Bo. Billy. Oh yeah, Billy Blanks, B L A N K. Billy Blank. 
Yeah. Yeah, Billy blanks. He'll he'll blank you out. <laughs> Double time. Should have had Billy Blank and Billy Hayes do a commercial together before Hayes died. Billy Hayes here, and I'm with Billy Blank, and we're gonna show you how to tie bow. It's a sham wow. Double time. <laughs> Yeah, you could bring that little kid in there, too. That kid's fucked up. <laughs> that ShamWow was such a sham. It's right. Actually, I've heard the sham... I've heard the ShamWow is actually a good product, but the, the commercials are so fucked. Next up, we had two of the biggest names outside of WWE ever. The Young Bucks trying for their first time ever trying for the heavyweight tag team titles. They have been, I should have looked it up before now, I want to say eight-time light heavyweight tag team champions. Um, they've, they've held the light heavyweight, the IWGP light heavyweight tag titles more than any other team in history, and I think it's eight-time is what it is. But they took on Sonata and Evil, for the IWGP heavyweight titles, and they won. They won. I really didn't think they were going to. They won. They eventually managed to pin the former, being Sonata, following a series of failed Meltzer drivers after they finally connected. They uh, they kept. They go up there for a Meltzer. Well, how many light heavyweight tag titles do they got? IWGP. The story, anyways, while he's looking seven that time up, is junior that... heavyweight tag team champions, seven one time IWGP tag team champions, three time never open weight six man tag team champions, and they won the super junior tag tournament in 2013. So in the match, Evil and Sonata were just working. Over um, Nick Nick's leg. So every time Nick would go for a top rope move, his leg would give out, or he'd take too long to go for it, or they'd hit the ropes. So that the the story was they kept trying to go for that damn Indy Taker or Meltzer driver, which they probably could have won seven times before if they wouldn't have kept going for it. But that's again why I thought they were going to lose. It was telling the story that they kept going for that. You know, pride cometh before the fall, as they you say. Even the ego that we saw the weekend of right money in the bank. <laughs> Back to that ego that they have that everybody's <laughs> getting. That, uh, but no, they they ended up getting it. Good for them. They definitely deserve it. Um, you know this this brings this brings in them in the the territory of uh, the golden lovers. So, you know, the Golden Lovers are going to be training for the tag team titles. So oh, yeah. causes conflict there. It's very good stuff. Very good stuff. Um, next, we see more Bullet Club members, Cody Rhodes, Hangman Page, and Marty Skrull defeated a trio of veterans. We, of course, have the Japanese John Cena, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Jushin Thunder Liger, Liger, one of the most famous cruiserweights of all time, 
and one of the most famous luchadors of all time, Rey Mysterio Jr. In a match that, I mean, you kind of just have to watch to see. Uh, the problem is, you got Liger and Mysterio throwing so much. Page is, is Page kind of gets lost in the shuffle here. But Rhodes and Tanahashi have some good stuff together. They they really do. So, it, I mean, it's just a, a really fun, good match. You've got three of, um, no offense to the previously mentioned tag team champions, you got three young bucks here who are taking on just some veterans. Now, you could argue, I'm guessing uh, Tanahashi and Cody Rhodes are probably about the same age. Mm-hmm. And Tanahashi, I mean, he's a veteran in his own right, just like John Cena is. John Cena obviously isn't uh, Coco Beware, but he also obviously isn't Samoa Joe. You know, he's in the middle there, so you can still call him a veteran. Of course, Tanahashi still has some of the most beautiful hair in the world. Next, we had just a insert spot fest here. A very good spot fest, though. One I enjoyed watching, one that you should go ahead and find time to watch. Hiromu Takahashi, who is just always amazing, defeated and won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship from Will Ospreay, who, again, is just always amazing and always fun to watch. This was an eye-catching thriller of a match. Again, I mean, I, uh, not much I can say about this other than if you want your spot fest match, here it is. Here's your two spot monkeys, and they go at it. Next, we had what, in any other card, would have been the main event. Except for there was a bigger main event on this card. But any other card, Chris Jericho versus Tetsuya Naito is is the the main event. Jericho came out in a throwback to a clockwork orange, kind of looking like old school ICP. He just had um, lines over his eyes. What did somebody say? Somebody said Alice Cooper. Uh, he, well, he, yeah, he put the lines over his eyes. He, he whitened his face. He, he did the uh, dark uh, scara. Leave it to a Canadian to yeah. put on white face. Fucking racists. I know, right? Racist bastards. <laughs> um, but Jericho ended up winning the IWGP Intercontinental title from him, which I, I was kind of surprised of, to be honest. With a low blow and one of two code breakers. After the bell, he just continued on him. Chris Jericho was, was being so non-WWE Jericho, just uh, just motherfucking and shit and I don't give a fuck and you bastard and just really going all out, being as ruthless as he could, just doing every evil tactic. That being that I need to go back. Um, it was, um, <laughs> before I finish this, back in the um, Noru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tomohiro Ishii and Yano match, was it, yeah, I think it was that one. Okay, I think it was that one. I think it was Ishii had a 
Zack Sabre Jr. in the corner. And he's just chopping him and chopping him. And Zack Sabre Jr. just says, Come on, you fucking cunt! I was like, oh my gosh, you don't hear that enough in pro wrestling. And he just shouted it loud as hell. It wasn't even like, oh, it sounds like that. Like, he just went out and said, come on, you fucking cunt. I was like, damn. Way to just let loose. Way to let loose. Um, But anyways, no, the Chris Jericho um, Naito match, really good. Really very psychological very just um, the tables and chairs and ladders, oh my, and there wasn't ladders, but there was everything else. And Jericho just really was just being evil. Just being evil. Good stuff. Really good stuff. And then yeah, the main event. One I want to go back and watch whether or not I watch the full Dominion. You should, at least the two, the two co-main events you should mm-hmm. own. The rest, I mean, you can pass on rest. Like I said, Michael Elgin Tai Chi was great just because I loved every second of Tai Chi. And then you got your, you know, if you're into the the spot fest, which I very much love, and I know you like them too, Pasty. Oh, yeah. Of course, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight one was good. The rest, there wasn't a lot of, like, great. That, that, that was the, the thing that I kind of talked about. But we went on to, and Pasty, while I'm doing this, why don't you, uh, why don't you look up the star rating? Because I haven't looked up the star rating for this, but I'm sure I'm going to disagree with it. For the main, um, main event, had, I already know. For the main event. Okay. So a two out of three falls match. Kazuchika Okada, the IWGP heavyweight champion of the world and greatest wrestler on this planet, took on Kenny Omega. Yes. This was a two out of three falls match. The match ran over an hour, an hour and four minutes and 50 seconds, allegedly. And um, just kept everybody stunned and cheering. They were either stunned speechless or it was gasps and cheering. Omega won two to three. Um, he was able to hit the one-winged angel. Post-victory, Omega cut a very emotional promo in the middle of the ring. In Japanese, might I add. Punctuated by (laughs) Cody Rhodes appearing on the entrance ramp. So it seems like that's going to be his probably his first challenger for the title. Uh, Before you give the star rating, I'm going to say this one is probably not even my... It's not even in the top two. They've had four matches now. This is their fourth one. If I'm counting correctly, which well, I believe I am. Technically, wouldn't it be the sixth match since it's two out of three falls? <laughs> Come on, pasty. Come on, Fat <laughs> Mac. Um, but I would say this is... I'm trying... Their, their second one... I think their third one was my favorite. And then the first one. And then I'd maybe go this one and then the second one. It's hard to tell. They kind of blend together. It's been a while since I've, I've watched any was of them. Was the second one where Cody came were. down and tried to throw in the towel? I think that that was the third one. Okay. I think that was the third one. Yes. So what was the, the star rating on this one? And what was it compared to the other three? 
Well, you know, Meltzer is very strict by his star ratings and always goes out of five stars and never exceeds five stars under any circumstance other than a Kenny Omega match. This match got seven stars. Seven stars. The very first seven-star match, then? I do believe so. He's had six-star matches, and I think six and a quarter was one of them. Yep. And in comparison, Um, Naito Jericho got 4.5 stars. Which I would put as a better match. Honestly, I, I thought... I enjoyed the match better. What was the run Maybe time I... for Okada Omega 4? Four? It is one hour, four minutes, and 50 seconds. So about one hour, five minutes. That's not bad. Could have went longer. Not for a two out of three two. falls match. I mean, that's not bad at all. So was it, was it uh, Omega gets a fall, Okada gets a fall, Omega gets a fall, or... Um, no, Okada got the first fall. Okay. And then Omega had to do two. I mean, kind of going into this, Omega's kind of, you know, the the babyface underdog. Mm-hmm. You know, um... First guy Jin to win, right? No. The, no? The, the heavyweight title? Yeah. No, fucking Stan Hansen has had it. Big Van He's Vader, who just passed away, has man. had it. Um... His Hulk, I believe Hulk Hogan. No, he might not have ever held it, but um, uh, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar left um, IWGP. He left WWE as champion, went to IW to New Japan Pro Wrestling, won their title, then just left them when he was champion with them. So Brock Lesnar has has had it. No, there's been a ton of IWGP Gaijin champions. Okay. Um, I believe I. What you might be thinking of is I believe Omega was the first. Was he the first Gaijin to win? What no? Was he the first Gaijin to win the um, G1 Climax? Oh, okay. that might yeah. have been it. Yeah, that might have been it. I, I don't remember. Whatever it might have been it. Um, am I gonna get a list? I wonder where I could find a list of star ratings. You know it, dude. Yeah, baby. Oh, here we go. I think this might work. Alright, so... Kazuchika Okada... Versus Kenny Omega from Dominion 2017. They don't have these in order, do they? That got six six points. All right. Hmm. You seem to have left us. Hmm. 
Bear with me for a moment, folks, while we try to reconnect with the Fat Mac. The man with the star ratings. Oh, this is a new precarious predicament that we're not used to dealing with here on Beefsticks Podcast. At least not anymore. This used to be on a quite regular basis. There we go. <laughs> we got him back, guys. Did you hear any of the star ratings then when I was Six rambling on? Or no? That's what I heard. Okay. Um. So my my favorite of all of them was Dominion 2017. Dave Meltzer gave that 6.25 stars. My second favorite was from Wrestle Kingdom 11. That was their first bout. And he gave that six stars. Probably what is now my least favorite, it was the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax from 2017. And he gave that six stars also. Then this one he gave seven. You know, I'd have to go back, back and watch all four of them. And they're all roughly an hour long. So I'd have to do that over probably four days. I would, if yeah, once I, if I'm burning myself out, it could. But I'd burn myself out on it, you know what I mean? And then I by the last one, I'm just going to be sick of it, and I'm not going to – obviously, I'm not going to like it as much. Right. Maybe that's something Maybe that's something you and I can do is, is over a couple weeks, watch the four and rank them or something like that. Yeah, or at least give our opinions. Like yep. Yep. You can give our opinions. Yep. He's got a Okada's got a ton of five star matches outside of uh, Omega though. Does he have he had a five point five stars? Well, he has a, a five point five with uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, which I believe at that time was the highest rating he ever gave. Okay. And then he has five star matches, um, three more against Hiroshi, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, one against Tomohiro Ishii, and one versus Shibata. And that is the match, was that, I believe that was the match where Shibata busted his brains. Yeah. Um, I know it was against Kazuchika Okada, but I'm pretty sure that was the match that took Shibata out. So you should just give it an extra half star rating, Meltzer, just for the fact that he that he destroyed his career to put on one of the best matches ever. But anyways, yeah. You know, with that being, I mean, so Okada's got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 10 matches, 5-star rated or more. I wonder what Omega's got. Probably better than that. No, he doesn't because he hasn't been uh, putting on 5-star matches near as long. I think his only 5-star matches have been against Okada. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm guessing they're all the Okada ones. It just feels to me like Meltzer only gave it seven stars because Omega finally won. That could be. Um, so seven stars Kenny Omega has from this last one. Five stars. Actually, he had five star um, earlier. Oh, earlier this year at Strong Style Evolved. March 25th against Kota Ibushi. Oh, no, it was a uh, tag team versus the Young Bucks. Um, you can count that. I'm going mostly by singles, but, that, but yeah, hey, that's still awesome, and that was an awesome match. I remember that one. 
Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho from Wrestle Kingdom got five stars. So he did get that. So there's one, two, three, if we're counting the tag one. Um, and then against Naito at last year's G1 Climax, he got 5.75, five and three quarters. Okada, we talked about that one. That was at G1 Climax. Okada at Dominion. Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. Naito again at G1 Climax 2016. So Omega's got eight that are five-star or better. So he's doing good also. He's doing very good. Yeah. Omega is the Omega man. Um, but I'm still standing behind that Okada is the man. Although, as Ric Flair used to say, pasty. To be the man, you gotta beat the man off. And Omega beat the man. Off, apparently. But Two out of three times. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Really good. Really good. Good show. I recommend people, if you if you like New Japan and pro wrestling, watch it. If you're not a fan of New Japan pro wrestling, I would still recommend the Jericho Naito match. You're going to love that. Um, if you're not a fan of New Japan pro wrestling, you're probably not really going to like the Omega Okada match just because it is an hour-long match of, of wrestling and uh, storytelling and it's a very cerebral match, but I, I definitely recommend that. Those two can't have a bad match together. They can't. And they cannot. I'm looking forward to sinking my teeth into it. That is for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you betcha. You betcha, don't you know? So when is best in the world then for New Japan? When are we gonna get into that? You're the best. Twenty eighteen. Ooh, here's a here's a little rumor that has been ripping oh, through shit. the internet as of today. And that is that NXT could be brought, potentially, to Fox Sports 1 once this WWE transition has begun. Granted, these are just rumors, but apparently Fox Sports 1 really wants to get their hands on the NXT content. That'd be pretty fucking solid for all the guys down there in Florida What yeah, do you think? Good for all do, you of want, them. do you want to see that? Do you want to see was... NXT on Fox yeah. Sports One? Yeah, I, I don't think there. I don't think. Um, I don't think that's really going to cost WWE Network any viewership. I think there are people who um, who subscribe. I think there's probably some people who subscribe to the network mainly for NXT. But I don't think it's really going to cost them 
anybody. I, I don't see that happening. I, I, I don't think it's going to hurt the network. Not saying that NXT isn't a good reason to do it. I mean, NXT is a great reason and a huge reason why I have the network. And, I mean, if you Definitely. let Fox Sports 1 pick up NXT, wouldn't that give you more of a reason to put NXT UK, Nookstook, as I like to call it, on the WWE Network for everybody to enjoy? Um, maybe... I, I still don't know about that. I'm still... I'm still on the fence about making that, whether it should be UK exclusive or whether it should be um, on the network. I want to see it, but that being said, I mean, the UK kind of deserves to get their own thing, don't they? Mm-hmm. I think they do. Yeah. There's just that part but of me I, that wants to watch it regardless, but... yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, yeah, I, I'm split on there. I mean, if, if it's on the network, I'm going to watch it. I think NXT would still be on the network. I guess I don't see Fox Sports 1 being a, a you know, I know obviously USA and Fox can say, no, you have to wait a month before you can put our shows on your network because we uh-huh. want people to watch them live. That's why they're buying them. They're buying them because they're, you can't DVR shows. They're shows you have to watch live. But I don't know that NXT... Well, number one, NXT isn't live, and I don't think it would change live to go on there. So I think they would still have it on the network. They'd probably just maybe do it the next day or maybe, you know, directly out the, the hour after, like when it ends, then it would start on the network or something. I don't know. Not, uh, not completely sure. But... Still good news. Are we going to go over the rest of that news or just that one little... That was just the one little thing I heard. Did you hear more than I did? What's in our news? There's news? Oh. See, when I was giving you shit about the news, it was because I was looking at a blank page. Now, Now I'm a little bit more back on track, I guess. Uh. Hey guys, oh, welcome to B-Sticks Podcast. My name is Pasty White. You ready for a show? <laughs> I'm Fat Mac. Let's get this thing started. Fuck. Alright. So I jump things out of order, obviously. Which is fine. I don't mind it. I just thought maybe you were... thought you were getting frisky. You but going. since we talked about that... Let's go over. Let's go over everything going on with Fox, WWE, NBC, the whole, the whole shebanger. Do, do you have it? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well then. All right. I guess I'll take it away, even though you have it. So um, earlier, WWE co-president Michelle Wilson and George Barrios. Burritos. Took part in a, burritos. Took part in an, invest, in an investor call that they do. They uh, do these monthly. But they, were, they discussed WWE's new announced TV deals with Fox and NBC Universal. 
ProWrestlingSheets.com was on that call. They got media, you know, there's media on the call, and they were on the call, and they are reporting that Wilson had the following to say in regards to what additional WWE content could be coming to Fox as part of their new announcement. He said, those absolutely have been in discussion with Fox, and by those he means other additional programming. He says, there have been discussions around additional promotional programming that would highlight other activities in WWE. My guess is what he means by those are recap shows that we still have that nobody watches. So those are certainly very positive discussions that are taking place, both on Fox Sports 1 and Fox Broadcast. Wilson went on to note that the details of those kind of opportunities have been laid out in their new deal with Fox, but he did not elaborate further. Pro Wrestling Sheet did note that, based on sources they spoke with, as Pasty said, NXT could possibly find a home on Fox Sports 1, but that is not verified. That's just rumor right now. From that conference call, that was never explicitly discussed. But the call also included updates on WWE's distribution in the United Kingdom and India, with it being noted that they expect to have a new United Kingdom TV deal done by the Indian side sometime in early 2019. So, all, all positives. I mean, right now, WWE, even though we're watching them, they're, they're batting a thousand. They, they can't do any wrong. Not in the business sense. Yeah, it, anything they do is good shit for them. Means more money, means more exposure, and fuck, NXT, I think out of anybody, deserves that. Oh, for sure. I mean, obviously, those are the best athletes WWE has right now. And um, and they take advantage of them. Look at, uh, I mean, just look at Sanity. Came up to the main roster after, you know, months of them, not months, but weeks of promoting Sanity with vignettes. Then nothing for over a month. Then they come to the main roster and get beat by makeshift tag teams. It's yeah. like, oh, yay. Get some shit. Fuckers. <clears throat> it's not what it once was, which is sad because the talent is there. I don't know if they're just getting called up too quickly or if there's just too much. I think the problem on the main roster right now you really can't call people up that much. Yeah. It's you got Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. Yeah. You got Bobby Roode. You got, I mean, Roman Reigns. You got to put him in there. Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar, Miz. It's just packed. Dolph Kevin Ziggler. Owens. Not Sami Zayn. Dolph Ziggler. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's just, there's so many great talent. I don't think that you can afford. This is where if they would do a rotating off season, it would really help them. And I know I've preached mm-hmm. it before, and I think you've agreed. If they, if you had a, a group of wrestlers bracket a, or you know, split them up in three brackets, and they each get, even if it's two or three months off, they get two or three months that they're not on TV, and then people can shing. It's not all the same. It, it rotates. 
Yeah, it gives you a lot more opening for more creative stories that way, too. Yeah, it truly does. The anticipation of the the, the pre-cut promo where, you motherfucker, I'm going to be back in three weeks and we're going to see eye to eye. Yeah. And you can still have, if you want Roman Reigns and Styles to not be on that rotating shift and you want to keep them there, then you you have that right. If you want Brock Lesnar to still not show up for seven weeks, then do that. (laughs) That's fine. We know the big names are going to be, there's going to be exceptions to the big names. But all the other ones, I mean, just let them rotate. Just let them rotate. And it would be great for their bodies and their the, the length of their careers, I would have to believe. I'm no fucking doctor, but I can only imagine. I'm willing to bet Vince's biggest fear there is that they take the time off and they come back and they're rusty and they're not in ring shape and all that. Yeah, but I don't think that would happen if you're off for three months, especially if, especially if you do training in the, you know, in in the performance center. Yeah. You know, a little bit while you're off, or like, like yeah, you got time off TV, but you have opportunity to do these house shows. Yeah, especially like say the the month or or three weeks before you come, you start doing the house show circuit again and doing uh-huh. that. Why not? Why to plump not? Pick it, Steve. Why don't you let them know what happened in Bakersfield? In fact, it, it's so big we revolve show around it. Yeah, a really big show. The headline of the evening: Rivers Japanese Takeout. The Bakersfield Police Department issued the following statement confirming F4WOnline.com report of the injury. On Monday, June 25th, 2018, officers at the Bakersfield Police Department Explosive Ordnance Disposal EOD team. Oh, buckets, that's a mouthful. Right. We're conducting a protective sweep of the Rabobank Arena in preparation for the WWE Live SummerSlam Heat Wave Tour. During the sweep, the EOD team, which consisted of an explosive detection trained canine team and bomb technicians, entered an area of the arena where an employee of the World Wrestling Entertainment was present. The canine entered the room to sweep for the presence of any explosive material. As the sweep took place, the WWE employee was accidentally bit by the canine. Accidentally. The employee sustained injury to his lower left leg. Medical aid was immediately summoned to the scene, and the employee was transported to a local area hospital for medical treatment. And of course, that employee is none other than... Shinsuke Nakamura. Can't really pull off a good Kinshasa when your legs all tore up like that. <laughs> no, no. In fact, it, it obviously it took him off TV this week. He wasn't even able to be on TV this week, so... Which That's is kinda, rough because Japanese or WWE is coming up on its Japanese tour this week. 
And how are they going to be able to pull that off without Shinsuke Nakamura? I haven't heard, um, does it say how long he was going to be out? I'm not sure. No, it's kind of up in the air right now. I know they're hoping to have him back by the time they head over there, but there's also that chance that he might not. Or maybe they're just using this to keep people baited and buying those tickets. And, yeah, why not? It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting, but that's just, man, that's just a story. I mean, you hear, you hear stories all the day on time from wrestling. That's one that I haven't heard recently of a police dog biting a wrestler. He had drugs just on don't... It could have had drugs. It could, it, it could have been drugs. It could have been hemorrhoid medicine. You don't know. Right. Yeast infection medication. Yeast, yeah, you go, yeast infection. Could have been yeast. We don't know. We just don't know. We just don't know. Sorry, I don't mean to type while everybody's trying to listen. It's rude. What else we got on the news front? Well, Pro Wrestling Sheet is reporting former WWE and Impact Wrestling star Alberto El Patron was sued by a man for an alleged injury during a bar brawl in 2016. Apparently, when you're in a bar brawl, you're not supposed to injure anybody. Huh. Or bear your bare ass. According to documents obtained by Pro Wrestling Sheet, the injured party claims, while returning to his table from the restroom, the plaintiff noticed the defendant, Jose Alberto Rodriguez, flashing his rear end to the other patrons in the establishment. Upon returning to his seat, which was close in proximity to that of the defendant's posterior, an altercation broke out, and the defendant and the individuals that were present in the alter- er, present with the defendant began to assault the plaintiff, Alex Pardo. As a result, plaintiff had to receive immediate medical attention and was transported to the hospital by means of EMS for further examination. Fucking Alberto, man. Even even his, even his past still fucks with him, man. But that sounds like something he would do, just sitting there mooning some sons of bitches and getting into a fight and... Allegedly, Paige was was around during all this. I don't know if she was or wasn't. It she probably would. Make would. Sense. It was in 2016, and she was yeah, she was with all with all of his shenanigans. I call shenanigans. But um, man, this guy's just—he went from being one of the the prospects of, of of being one of the best wrestlers in the world. To just being a fucking joke. Right? Yeah, it's it's kind of pathetic. And he did it to himself. A hundred percent don't get me wrong. He's had some he's had to battle some battles. And we we all agree and admit that. But he hasn't always handled everything the right way. He's, when I don't you spend know, he's definitely off the 10 rails. minutes of Impact Wrestling as their champion, bad-mouthing WWE, 
You're not doing anybody any favors, except right. maybe WWE. Sad man. Yeah, yeah. To see how far he's fallen is kind of astounding. Next week he'll be hanging out with Enzo and Big Gas. Talk about a six man. Right. The three, uh, the three wrestlers that piss everybody off. <laughs> I don't. I just find it so ironic that as soon as Enzo Mora is gone. Now all of a sudden people have a ton of like bad stories about Big Cass being the, the jackass. It's like, maybe Enzo is actually a good guy. Maybe right. it was just Big Cass the whole time and nobody <laughs> realized it. Because you never heard those uh, stories about Big Cass beating Carmella or yeah. ripping doors off of buses or getting drunk or you know not listening to how the match is supposed to go. You never heard those stories while Enzo was employed. Now all of a sudden he's fucking beating up Carmella and fighting off the Usos and Eric Rowan. What's up with that? I don't know. I just, I just think that's... I think that's a great combination of people that come to her rescue. Eric Rowan and the Usos. Like, how weird. Right. <laughs> Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, I'm sure they're all just... No, I'm sure they all just hang out backstage and those three just happen to be walking by, but still, if you wrote it into a storyline, it'd be like, what? <laughs> right. Uh... Shit, speaking of <sighs> the Usos and one of the Bludgeon Brothers, Team Hell No reunited this week on WWE SmackDown. After, yes, they did. I believe yeah. it yes. was Daniel yes. Bryan versus Luke Harper in a singles match. Eric Rowan yes. came down at yes. the end yes. and ended it in disqualification, and they proceeded to start to beat down Daniel Bryan. When Kane, good old Mayor Kane, future Mayor Kane. Future Knox County Mayor Kane. Yes. Runs down and saves the day. Ending SmackDown with a loving embrace from the two former tag team champions. You think uh, this is Glenn Jacobs' attempt to show everybody the softer side of the Demon Kane? <laughs> you know what? I honestly think this is WWE calling him up and just saying, <laughs> we need you. We've got nothing to do with Daniel Bryan. We had Bryan. to fire Big Cass. We, we don't know what to do with Bryan anymore. <laughs> Why don't you just come back? We'll give you guys the tag team championships again. I really think that's what it is. I think they really just, they're in a pickle. Um, ratings are slumping. Storylines are wonky. Daniel Bryan is all of a sudden left without a storyline with the big cast thing. What I think about he's Samoa doing Joe? A solid. What's Joe doing now that's so important? He's not. I love Samoa Joe. He's not Kane in the in the eyes of the WWE. Well, fans. I'm not talking you know even I mean? tag teams. I don't know why you would stuff Daniel Bryan into the tag team picture. No, but I mean, I think they need something. Yeah, I mean, there, you know, there's two kinds of wrestlers, and it's hard to or fans, I should say, and it's hard to tell who outweighs who at this time. But I would say that there are 
more fans of Kane that watch WWE product than fans of Samoa Joe. I think there are more fans that know Team Hell No than have ever seen the Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniel five-star match that they had. I just, I, I honestly, that was in TNA, was it break, was it break, uh, but any, anyways, I, I, just I know honestly that they think have that's it. I don't think Brian and to put him in a in a main event picture, I feel like would be the way to go about it. But they're choosing to just it would, but I don't see them. I don't see them putting Joe in the main event picture. Isn't the problem? No, but keep elevating Daniel as a single star. I feel like you're you're really putting a leash on him when you put him in the tag team division. Granted, yeah, Team Hell No is a great thing. But wouldn't Super you want to do more with Super him? Merchandise maybe over. make him a little bit happier so that maybe he re-signs with your company? <laughs> right. I agree with you. I agree with you fully on that. I just don't... I still think to this day Vince McMahon and or Triple H don't see Daniel Bryan as making money. I just, I really, for some reason, and I could be wrong. I could be 100% wrong, but I still think they just do it to appease the, the, the minority vocal or vocal minority will. Which is sad because he is money. Mm-hmm. Um, he obviously isn't the best promo and he isn't the best talker and he doesn't have the most charisma. <coughs> but in the ring, he's amazing and, and he's... With the right people, he he just he's great. The CM Punk Daniel Bryan matches that they had back in oh, yeah. I can't even remember. That was that is when I started rewatching WWE. I had quit watching WWE from like two thousand three, I think, until whenever it was that they had CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, because I was watching CM Punk. while I wasn't watching WWE. And I thought, oh, this this could be good. And it was good. And I've continued watching ever since until this summer. But, oh, what, what, do you know what we got on our time, Pasty? I hate to always break the fourth wall here, but oh. I just I, I found something out earlier that I want to make sure we get to. We got about 45 minutes. Okay, so we got plenty of time. Plenty of time to funk around, baby. Good. Seemed like it was going kind of fast, but I don't, I'm not used to having my finger on the button. Do you want old man Peterson with his finger on the button? I'm two years younger than you, and what button? <laughs> that was my Simpsons quote for the week, folks. Um, hey, this is kind of weird, Pasty. BW Insider is reporting that WWE has filed for the trademark of the term British Strong Style. They did that on June 18th, allegedly. Now, as most people, I think, know, British Strong Style is just kind of a term used for kind of what is known as the British wrestling, kind of the way that, that the British folk 
wrestled. It comes from a, back to a mix Regal of kind of days of old. Yeah, he's a man, a manly man. But yeah, it's kind of a mix of bare knuckle brawling and um, catch as catch can wrestling. And um, it's been around forever. WWE is applying for the trademark. Keep in mind now they're starting their their UK uh, show and everything, and they've got new UK tournament and new UK titles coming. But another thing of note is British Strong Style is the name of the team of Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven in Progress Wrestling. So is WWE trying to lock down that name so that they can use it? I mean, they can always use it on programming, but so that they can make shirts of it, make money off of it. Are they trying to do it so that they can charge progress for letting them use it? Like, I don't know. I, I hope we don't see a day in WWE where Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven are all on the same page. Because they've done a very good job of drawing that rivalry between Pete and Tyler and Trent for that. Yeah, matter. but all the best rivalries, all the best rivalries come together, don't they? I mean, Hogan and Macho were, were two of the best tag teams. Um, you look at Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles, one of the best tag teams. Rock and Austin made really good tag team. Uh, anybody who's always been, you know, Razor Ramon and Diesel ended up being the outsiders. I think most most people that are really good foes. Uh, look at um the bar, the bar. I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with putting people together for a while. You know they're gonna split them up. WWE can't help split up tag teams. <laughs> so I'd be okay with it. I, I agree with you. Like you'd want to play case, out the stories you have them all now, out together, but... or I guess if you're going to do the WWE or NXT UK show, start them all out together and then have them split. But I don't see just drawing the line in the sand where Pete Dunn is like the best heel and Tyler Bates a great baby face. I don't really see them pulling that together and then shattering it six months later. They could do it. It just doesn't sit well with me. They would do it. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it isn't the right story. But it, it was just kind of interesting to me, being as it's just such a common term. It'd be like it'd be like uh, trademarking body slam or lucha libre. Yeah. Or um, Puro, Puro Russo. You know, why don't they try to trademark Puro Russo? I bet there's a lot of listeners out there that don't know what Peru Russo is. Fuck, I don't. And that's fine. Peru Russo. It was the uh, term that used to be used for Japanese wrestling, mainly in like the uh, 70s to early 2000s. Okay. And um, it's spelled like P-U-R-O-S-E-R-R-O. Peru Russo is what it was called. It literally, it came about because that was how the Japanese pronounced pro wrestling when they came over to America. They couldn't <laughs> they couldn't say pro wrestling. They said, Puro Russo. <laughs> I, I come for Puro Russo. And so it's kind of a racist 
thing, but it never was meant to be racist. That's just what it was known as, was Pearl Russo. And uh, I could see WWE trademarking that. Pearl Russo. Yeah. I also don't necessarily agree with them taking something that's kind of public domain in the wrestling community. You know what I mean? If it's if it's yeah. referencing the British style of wrestling, why would you trademark that? Because they're moving to the UK and they're taking yeah. over the world. I'm not a fan. But Vince has the dollars and can do what he wants. This is, uh, this reminds me of when, uh, was it, um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, um, oh, now I'm, now I'm, why am I having such a hard time with names now? Kiss, uh, Kiss lead singer, um. That guy. This is bugging me. Yeah, why? I know, I know his name, too, so... Gene Simmons. It bothers me. I didn't know Hyam, or, or Hyman. Gene Simmons. Hyam is his real name. Gene Simmons. Hyam, if you will. Hyme he tried Simmons. to register to fucking, uh... The Devil Horns. He tried to tried to get a trademark on that. <laughs> every time somebody throws up Too Sweet or The Devil Horns or I Love You. It's like, it's when sometimes something's so public domain, you should not... You shouldn't get a right to... To trademark it. But, right. I mean, you can trade. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. On the non-stupid news, well, I mean, I guess it involves a bunch of stupid idiots. Jericho, of course, has his rock and wrestling rager at the sea that you and I are not able to go to, which. It's heartbreaking. I hope he does another one at some point. Where I can plan a little stronger in my British style. Man, did I lose your ass again? Yeah, I did, folks. Well, in just a moment, we will take a trip on the high seven seas for Chris Jericho's rock and wrestling boat tour. I don't know why this keeps happening. This doesn't happen anymore. We're so much better than this. So much better than this. So, as Fat Mac was saying... Shit. Shitty, shitty shit. Okay. The first brackets for the Sea of Honor tournament, which is scheduled to take place on Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, have been released. The tournament, which has been announced a few months back, will feature some of the best talent Ring of Honor has to offer. Let's try to get Fat Mac back on the line before we continue. Why is this happening? Well, I suppose now would be as good time as any to shill our corporate sponsor, and of course... I'm talking about none other than Monster Wear. Man, get your high-quality, custom-made vinyl decals, hand-painted hockey masks, T-shirts, whatever you want, custom-made, custom-paid, and custom-fitted for you. Locally sourced in Lindstrom, Minnesota. Cheap shipping, low rates, 
fast turnaround times makes this an opportunity you do not want to miss out on. As a matter of fact, if I get the opportunity myself, I'm going to be investing in some monster wear clothing for the Galactic Get Down coming up the first weekend of August. Yes, the Galactic Get Down and Monster Wear Clothing, proud sponsors of Cloud Style Broadcasting. And Fat Mac, we were just about to get into the first bracket for Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. What do you got for us there, buddy? I don't know if it's you or me. That's bizarre. Dunum, dunum, dunum. That could just be our beat for the rest of the show. Well, you restart that thing, and we'll start to get through these brackets. Well, I introduced it all. I got to the end of the paragraph and now we're about to talk about the first bracket with matches from the fantastically famous Jay Lethal and the guy I've never really heard of before Blowjob Whitmer Right. In the end, that's all that really matters. Second match of the first bracket is Christopher Daniels versus Delirious. Once again, one guy I know a lot about, and one guy I know zilch. You mean he literally played the head of Booker T? Shucky ducky quack quack.
Yeah. He's uh getting a little out there with that eyeliner lately. I'll put you on my cruise. Let me use your makeup. <laughs> ah, you just got to be in the right place at the right time with the right applicator. That's how you get on Jericho's cruise. Fuck. Yeah. And then we've got Marty Squirrel versus Rhett Titus. That's Rhett from Rhett and Link and Titus from Titus Worldwide. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same here. And then to finish out the first bracket, we've got Silas Young versus Flip Gordon. What say you about that? Eh, I think you're wrong, and we'll talk about that on the second bracket. <laughs> I'm going to say flip. Yes. Flip-flop and you don't stop. Flip-flop, you don't stop. And then there's the second bracket. With Mark Briscoe versus Will Ferrara. Oh, well, Will Ferrell for the win. For sure. I keyed, I keyed, I love me some Briscoe. Oh, everybody, they all believe it, and they don't do research either.
You think the Briscoes are going to fight each other? God, I would love to see that. I don't want it to happen. (laughs) Coming up next on the second bracket. No, you go ahead. Yeah. Adam Page versus Big Cass. Yes. Gotta go with Hangman Page on this one, man. You don't think this comes down to Kazarian and Christopher Daniels in the finals? (laughs) Yeah. Right. You mean there's not going to be a brand new green championship handed out at the end, never to be seen again? (laughs) It can only be defended in international waters. Okay. And then what I have in mind for the match of the weekend... Cheeseburger versus the Beer City Bruiser. Right. Free beer and burgers during this match. (laughs) Yeah, this will be a short one, I think. Oh, yeah. He might even ask for seconds. Cheeseburger better hit the gym. Make himself a double cheeseburger. Yes. It makes all the sense. And then we also have Jay Briscoe versus Kenny King. Obviously, you think the Briscoe is going to win, and I'm siding with the Briscoe as well.
I'm Briscoe all the way. Yeah. I want to see Adam Adam Page versus Marty Skrull in this tournament. It is kind of odd that this this tournament is made up of tag team partners. Yeah. So you got to think you're going to get a few of those dream matches in this in this tournament. Mhm. Yep. It sounds like it'll be fun. I hope there's a way to watch this and not be on the on the tour or on the boat. The cruise. There you go. It's called CW23. <laughs> Nope. Woo! You're the best around! I'll try to watch it. I think Ring of Honor is going to be my solid other in the summer of other... Yeah, you know me. <laughs> I thought you meant old pasties prostate. Orange penguin propaganda. <laughs> Otter pleasure pals Only pink penises
Deopon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, up first we have familiar face Kenny King going against Austin Aries, the god of war. I gotta say, Austin Aries should not be losing this one. Indeed, you are correct. But I believe Austin Aries walks away as the winner of this match that apparently is for zero championships. Does he have zero titles now? Quite possibly. I don't remember us discussing a title change. A double versus K double. In a double down match. Yeah. Organic pencil plant. And then up next, we have Jay Lethal versus Kushida. I don't know the build up to it, but I do know I love me some Jay Lethal. So that's who's going to win. Don't get me wrong. I'm not putting anything past Kushida. Future perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Up next, we have the eight-woman tag match with no women listed. Oh, yeah.
Mm. Yes. E M M A Emma. Yeah, I'm kind of taking a shot in the dark with this one, too. So, sue me. I love Dashwood. That's my pick. <laughs> That's all right. Up next, Bully Ray versus Flip Gordon. This will be fun. High flying versus brawling. Yeah. Easy douche. Fuck, that's how they get them through the table. Um The question is, is 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 Bully Ray paying it back now? That's the question. But I gotta go with my gut, and Bully is the winner. To give it back. Yeah. Mine says he has to win that. I'm hoping it's to maybe to build something up big to where they have a big kind of maybe tables match and flip and beats him at his own game. I think that would be great. Sorry if you can't hear me. I forgot I don't have my mic. I got you. <laughs> Although I'm going to point it out right now. now. Like, oh, fuck, I'm not on the mic. Shit hit the fan, you switched devices. I didn't rea- realize for a moment. And uh, we just got your audio back. No shit. No shit. So half... <laughs> How just? Like just? Like just. Very not good. It's a one-sided conversation. Well, we're back to our technical difficulties. <laughs> Fat Hope you're happy. back. Classic, classic beef sticks. Oh man, yeah, these are fucking horrible classic beef sticks issues. Yeah, I'm gonna Ooh. have to play with my computer and get everything pumping and pumping. We totally anyway, would have been fine if it would have just been from the computer. But when you called me from a different I device, that's when I had to do the switchy swatchy. I know. I know it. it's it's funked up, man. I apologize, folks, but we're back. Hopefully, you didn't leave us. 
<laughs> Besides, they had me in oh. my lavish conversation. I bet it sounded good. With yourself. Yeah. Well, let's just go back and give them a quick rapid fire. Well, well, I introduced all the brackets, so there's not any reason to go back and do that. But Kenny King versus an Austin Aries, I picked a double, and Fat Mac picked a double. And Jay Lethal versus Kushida, I picked Jay Lethal, and he picked Kushida. The eight-woman tag match, I picked Sosumi, I love Dashwood, and he picked the opposition. Yes. And that brings us to Bully Ray versus Flip Gordon, where I picked Bully Ray Vaughn, and you pick... We both picked Bully Ray, baby. Appzilla. Freaking havoc. Which brings us to the ROH world. You know what? I'm glad we had you introducing everything then, too, man. That actually kind of worked out. We didn't even yeah. know my audio was off. At least... Pays off a little bit. We weren't just saying random names. <laughs> Uh, Ring of Honor World Television Championship match. Punishment Martinez versus Adam Page. <laughs> I did look it up, and it's, according to Wikipedia, Punish Martinez is still the reigning television champion. They just so haven't had time to take Ring a of picture of him with his know. championship. I guess not, or just write it on, you know underneath his picture where it says Punishment Martinez, where they wrote it with everybody else. <laughs> so, oh, in fact, actually, you know what? Now that it says that, it doesn't even have an icon. The rest of them, it says, like, ROH World Six-Man Champion Tab, ROH World Championship Match, Eight-Woman Tag Team Match. It doesn't even say anything about it being a championship match in the picture, but it's written down, so we're going to go with this being a world television title match. Um, I, I'm going PM, baby. I think PM. No AP for me. He's going with the Prime Minister. Um, see, I was going to go with Punishment Martinez, but now I question if I should go with the Hangman. Uh, I'm going with it. Hangman. And up next, we've got this Ring of Honor six-man tag team championship. Kingdom versus Los Ingobernobles. Dayabone. Who you got? Who you got? This one's tough for me. I don't know. Man, when you're just when you're just throwing shit out there and hoping it sticks on a wall. Um I'm gonna go with uh Kingdom keeping it. I don't want to. I'm not a big Kingdom fan, but I'm gonna go with the Kingdom. Kingdom, and I am going with the Los and Gobbler Slobbler Nobblers. Corn on the cob, check you with me, and do your job. Lay on the bed, and give me head. Don't have to ask, don't have to beg, 
Juicy is the name. Sex is my name game. Let's go the boys. Let's run a train. That's about where I lose it. That's about where I lose it. About it. But I lose it when I see the Briscoes defending their tag team championships against the Young Bucks. Fuck yeah! God damn, is this going to be fun. God damn! Wild. (laughs) I don't even want to pick... Do I have to pick somebody? (laughs) Can I pick me? (laughs) If you think you're walking out with both titles over your uh, shoulders, then yeah, pick you. Okay. No. Hmm. God. How long has it been since the Bucks have had ROH gold? Since they won it from uh, Broken Matt and Jeep? I believe so. I believe that was the last time that they held titles. <sighs> Don't forget, it. just won the uh, IWGP heavyweight tag team titles. I know. God damn it, I'm going to go with the fucking books. Alright, I'm going to go with them boys. You're so far away and muffled right now. Am I? Sorry, is this better? <laughs> yeah, was I nestled between your titties? Oh. Uh, no, I just... My arm slowly goes back because I'm lazy and it like... So, I go from right by my mouth to down by the desk. It kind of fluctuates. I'm used to having a mic. I don't have to hold anything. <laughs> used to having a mic. That brings us to the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship match. The main event. The triple threat. The Dalton Castle versus A. Cody versus the villain Marty Skrull. Wow. So what the fuck is going on with Bullet Club that Cody and Marty are going to be against each other, brother, brother? You know, I think they're, uh, I don't know the storylines. My guess is it's just that they're going for it. Is Cody going to be the death of the Bullet Club? Is that what this really is? They could be. They could be doing that. I mean, there's still been talk about them, uh, Wolf packing, you know what I mean? There's still been talk about the Golden Lovers maybe uh, hooking up with Marty Skrull and, you know, God, that went so well for Wolf Pack. Why wouldn't you do that? Because it went so bad for the regular NWO. That's why. <laughs> if, if, they, if they, you know, kept in mind how to do it right, kept the stories going, and, and you know, didn't just turn it into a B team, A team sort of thing. You know, it was rough when when you had the the Wolf Pack that had Macho Man Randy Savage, Kevin Nash, Sting, and Lex Luger, and then you had NWO Hollywood, which had Hollywood Hulk Hogan, of course, and you had uh, uh, Scott Hall, who was barely around at that point because he was so fucked up, he never could make it to shows, but he was on there, and then you had Vincent and Stevie Ray and Brian Adams. And just everybody that nobody gave a fuck about. <laughs> Made it very lighted. Yeah. But they wouldn't have to do that with this one. If you had Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks 
I don't think the side, Young Bucks stay with Cody. Had, I really don't. Well, somebody's got to stay with Cody. So does the Skrull stay with Cody? You know, and how far do you go? Do you, um, you know, because there's obviously a Ring of Honor um, Bullet Club and there's a New Japan Bullet Club. So obviously, Tama Tonga, Tonga Roa, and uh, um, Tonga uh, Lao, and, and Bad Luck Fale are still there. And um, God, they got a. Um, trying to think of who's the the japanese wrestler they got it so they got quite a few other people so it's like yeah where do you split it out or does the that thing is, is isn't it already split club with Japan? there being the bullet club and the elite you know what i mean isn't that already the split well, the elite was sort of like the um the wolf pack of of them you know yeah Before which is exactly what up, we're you know, talking the wolf pack about was kind of no but i mean uh, when 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 NWO first started, there was still Hall, Nash, Hogan. and you could say Conan, or there was just there was Hall and Nash that were kind of their own tag team. Yeah. And then there was the rest of the NWO. Yeah. And it was still always like Hall, Nash, and Hogan were like the main guys, and then there was the rest of the NWO. So I I don't think that they're split. I just think that there's a group. And, you know, it started, again, it started as basically Bullet Club America. Yeah. It was Bullet Club Ring of Honor. You know, the ring, the guys that were mainly Ring of Honor guys ended up being called the Elite. Okay. But. Yeah, I'm interested to see how it all plays you know. out going forward. I would hope that after, like, this generation of the Bullet Club all goes their separate ways, maybe there isn't any more Bullet Club for a couple of years. It would be nice. I'd be okay with that. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. You either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. Marty Skrull. Yep. So. Wait. That leads me back into conspiracy theories. Is Chris Hero and Marty Skrull the same person? No. <laughs> Theory solved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at least Kashi Sono has had a couple matches now again. Good for him. God. Is he still on NXT? Good for him. Get him out of yes, there. Yes, he is. He had a few matches. Get him gone. So who do we got? Who, do, who are we picking? We're at our eight thirty mark. I think we're about at our man. I'm our saying if 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 it's Cody and Marty, and there is some kind of a rift there, Castle's keeping his championship. Castle will play it yeah. smart. And you know, Ring of Honor used to be known for its long title reigns, and in this modern era, it's it's come and gone. I feel like. I love Dalton Castle as champion too much. And like you said, if there's a rift between the Bullet Club, that could work in Marty's favor. Uh, you got the boys out there that could work in Marty's favor. Or not Marty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dalton. Dalton. Marty. The rift in the Bullet Club could work in Dalton Castle's favor. The boys could work in Dalton Castle's favor. I don't mean to agree with you, Pasty, but um, I think I'm going Dalton. 
All right. Yeah. This should be a good show. Oh, I'm kind wow. of excited to watch it. Yeah, I this looks really good on paper. Um, I don't know much about the eight-woman tag match, but if I know anything about stardom and about the um, state of Japanese women's wrestling right now, that's going to be an amazing match. Oh, yeah. Jay Lethal, Kushida, and Kenny King, Austin Aries, those two matches just promise to be nonstop action and, and just right. beautiful. Um, like you said, Briscoe's Young Bucks could easily be the match of the night. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. And um, with the triple threat, you know, again, Cody still hasn't sold me as being a main event guy. But fucking Dalton Castle and Marty Skrull are two of my faves right now, so mm-hmm. sign me up. Two out of three ain't bad as the song goes, you know? It should be good. And honestly, I won't be mad if anybody wins. I'd rather see Cody toting around a Ring of Honor championship than a New Japan championship. I'd rather not have to pick. I'd rather he just doesn't. I think he's, I just feel like he's the epitome of an overrated, he's the indie Roman Reigns. <laughs> he's pushed down our, but I just don't give a fuck, and I don't see it. He can put on good, he can put on good to decent matches. His promos aren't there yet, and his matches aren't amazing, and I just don't care. So, well, know. this might be the match that wins you over. I'm waiting for it. I keep I keep opening it up, and there's been a few times that he's impressed me, but there have been shots of impressiveness, not like a whole match worth of impressiveness. Impressiveness. Did I lose you, or are we just silent all of a sudden? No, I'm just breathing heavily into the microphone. Okay. You can do that. You can do that. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think of this, Pacey. Yes. Um, They're starting, or have started. Man, I should have looked into this. They're starting, or have started, the new uh, Women of Honor Federation, which is a spinoff of uh, Ring of Honor. There we go. So of course they're mixed. They're 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 doing some women of honor wrestlers with some stardom wrestlers. Um, so that's what the Shit. deal is. So Since we're gonna new, end uh, this Japan. talking about women in wrestling, I mean you can finish your statement, but I've got a good final note. No, that's all I was gonna say. Japan's biggest uh, women's organization and Ring of Honor's biggest women's organization. They're taking the heels and the faces from each and putting on the match. So it should be amazing. I should have. I should have thought about that, and I didn't. And I apologize to everybody involved. Much apologies. But in other women's wrestling news, apparently Bailey Sasha Banks hit a peak this week with fans swearing that Bailey was swearing in the ring as she told Banks, "You ain't shit." I believe was the quote that I. Heard that she potentially uttered on television. So, 
Bailey going heel on Banks. Is that what we're seeing? I don't know that that's the best use of this feud. I think it'd be great. It would be great for Bailey's character to flip heel. You know, they just did that, that look back on Bailey's life and not in the Bailey, this is your life segment. (laughs) Right. But, uh, I think, I mean, I think it could only, if she went and like went goth and, and stonery, like she was when she was just a fan, that could be good for her character. Yeah, it could only help Bailey. She isn't going to yeah. go any farther down at this point. Right. The people that don't like her are going to continue to not like her. She could only go up. She could only win some fans back. So I'd be okay. I still think... She'll join the right. We don't squad. know. We haven't seen the Bailey heel yet. I hope not. But we haven't seen the Bailey heel yet, so we I can't say it. But I feel like Sasha is still the better heel. We know Sasha's an amazing heel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but I think since we already know that, maybe it's time to give only Bailey time will that. Tell. Only time will tell. Yeah, you never know until you try it. You never know until you try it. And I'm, I'm sure we'll have an update that for Bailey. that for you folks next try. week on Beef Sticks Podcast. I'm willing to try a naughty Bailey. Wow. With that well, being folks, said, though, I am the Fat Mac. I'm Pasty White, and we apologize for our technical difficulties on this episode of Beef Sticks Podcast, episode number 67, Reverse Japanese Takeout. We also apologize for that title. (laughs) You know what? With with that title and with all the problems we've had, (laughs) I only have one thing to say. Miso Sali. (laughs) Good night, folks.